You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. I hate waiting. If you were to cross the street with me, there is always that little button you have to push to get your light, right, so you can walk across. My favorite are the ones with that guy that says, wait. If you know where this is going, you know what I'm going to do. I will keep on pushing that button. Wait, 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 wait. And I'm making a song out of it at this point. And my best friend is slapping me. Wiley, what are you doing? I have impulsivity, impulsivity issues, obviously. But there is something about that little bit of joy in the midst of that waiting. Despite my disdain for waiting, I love Advent. I have always found it interesting that our church year begins with waiting. We don't start with Jesus' birth We don't start with a big, showy, open number for the musical. We start with the beginning. The spirit, the word, the creator swooping over the waters, around bends with creative birthing darkness. We are beginning once again, from the very beginning. When I was rereading this week's gospel with an open heart and mind, I thought about how beautiful Mark's imagery is. In fact, it reminds me of the beginning of John's gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We don't just start as adults. We don't just start with the climax. We don't just start with the church year, like pulling Jesus out of a magician's hat like a white rabbit. No, we are invited to wait. And not just to sit back and wait. We are called to become enfleshed, to grow. I hate to admit it, but there is no skipping to the ending. There is no fast pass or lightning lane. There is no pain to get there quicker. And no waiting is not a punishment. The food and flowers in our gardens do not produce zucchini and tomatoes overnight. Nor is homemade zucchini bread possible overnight from garden to belly. There is so much time in the in-between. So much time for things to go wrong. So much time for our hearts to be broken. So much time for things to to end or die. And so much time to grow. As winter has begun to set in, there is nothing but death around us. No more leaves. No more green grass, which my chihuahuas are very mad about. No more weeds. And as I drove across I-70 from Kansas today, there were the powerful winds picking up dirt that I couldn't see and tumbleweeds violently being thrown. It seemed to be volatile and barren and yet inviting. Like a painter staring at a blank canvas, it can be daunting, outright scary, not knowing where to begin. We could stop and panic, or we could simply start beginning, not knowing exactly what it will turn out to be. Like the word and the spirit hovering over the deep, entering the wombs and tombs, and daring to make something out of nothing. 
with creativity and courage. We don't start as fully developed, perfectly cultivated, genetically perfected flowers. We begin as buds. And with all the death and fertileness around us, we are left to wait and grow. I have to admit that when it comes time for spring, I will be too busy to even realize that the buds are budding. And if I'm lucky, if I finally come to realize that there is new life, it's not until June, when the trees and flowers are in full bloom, that it is overwhelming to behold. I will plan my weeks and time accordingly this Advent, checking things off my list, just wishing and rushing around to Christmas, when I will finally be on vacation and arrive at my final destination. We pray for the ending to just hurry up and come as if the ending will solve everything. That if Jesus shows up now, we would all get along, all be happy, there would be no more war, no more injustices. Our weary hearts want it now. We want God to show up in full bloom, and we can't take another month, another year of aimlessly waiting. But instead, God takes on the very human task of gestation, of growth, of taking up time and space, of budding. This past weekend, I went back to my alma mater for the first time in five years to attend the annual Christmas concert. And throughout this weekend, I was able to go back to my beginnings and reflect on how I last left that place that I used to call home. And it was the first place I began to bud. Hearing the music, the choral music once again, simply made me weep and be broken down in tears. Because that space offered me community to nourish this bud that was so deep down that I wanted to put up thorns and protect. I remember and was aware of the people, of professors who dared to see something in me and encourage me to keep on talking and keep on writing. And then there was the music of the night One of the most beautiful things about my college is that the choirs can sing from 500 of them and sound like two. And what's even more incredible is that they go from that bud to a full bloom within two minutes. There's a new conductor who I love. I didn't get to study under her. And she paints when she conducts. She has the entire choir focused on this one finger as she is painting. And she has so much power in helping them grow. My mentor invited me to come back to a class, and of course I'll do it because there's money involved, right? Now that you're an alum, you get to speak and get some money back, right? Pay the student loans, yeah. So <laughs> I was back in her class, and here are some like, you know, 20, 20-year-old slouping in their chairs, being like, oh, we had to read this thing, now we have to talk in class. And here I am, like, I'm back in the classroom. I'm so happy, like, let's do this. And they're, like, looking around at me, like, they're, like, why are you so excited? I was, like, breaking down in tears like I do, right? It's, like, you don't realize what you have right here. This classroom is where I got to grow. This classroom, this place, this community is where you get to be challenged. There was some politics, of course, because the college doesn't want to say anything about Palestine, Right? People are saying, we don't know what to say, so let's not say anything at all. And I looked at my professor and I said, 
This is the whole part of the college. This is the whole part of our lives is that we engage in these issues together, dare to grow, dare to say we don't have all the answers, and grow into something that we can respect those that disagree with us and come up with a better solution. Not knowing is okay, but we're given the chance to grow. We can't just skip to the end saying we're not going to say anything or we're going to articulate this particular thing. At this point in my life, I simply want to sit in a well-watered garden like the gardens around the hospital I worked at in Hawaii. I want to sit under the shade, say, shade of large, luscious plants, 50 shades of green. I want to take in the smell of flowers, the fresh rain. I just want to sit down and bask in God's life. And this point here at house, we want to sit in a circle where you have to climb over people to get to your chair. That you have to take off your coat because it is too hot with all the body heat. We want to see all the tears flow. We want to hear the multitudes of children and the eight-part harmony. We want to bask in the blooms all while we weep in heartbreak in all that is not yet, but that we long for. We are invited by the triune God to return to the beginning and to start again, to not rush to the ending, to push forward with our temporality while we push back God's budding, God's enfleshing. In the midst of this dark and barren land, if we are bold enough to look up and look around, God enfleshes all around. God grows and buds among us in the wine and bread that will never run out. In plants the world has tried to kill time and time again, but whose seeds and bulbs defiantly bud even more gloriously each time. While we may not be sitting under the tropical plants or lilies or orchids or however you have come to understand your well-watered garden, we nonetheless sit in a garden womb budding, gestating with life, a life so inevitable yet slow, a life so expected and so longed for, a life so present and near even when we see it not. As I drove back from Iowa last night and this morning, I was able to finally enter into Advent. I no longer have the need and the longing to go back and wish I had done it all over again, that I could have made more use of my time, or wish that I could have been healed more fully back then, that I could have bloomed back then. No, that was a time of budding that I cannot get back. And it was a time I needed to grow so that I could sit here again, start over from the very beginning and begin gestating anew. For the former things have passed away. Behold, God makes all things new. I have sat in the well-watered garden, and God has provided it like paradise in the dry desert when needed, when, it was needed to when I needed to experience a foretaste of the feast to come, to know that this is really real, and that it is inevitable, and that it is God's desire. With the assurance of life and blooms, I can sit here and let the Spirit guide me in tending to the buds of my life and begin to grow again. For we know where we have been, and we know the future God has in store for us. 
So let us not aimlessly wander and wonder where God is, for our God is always near, as near as our breath, as near as a tender bud full of hope and growth. This Advent, may we pause and take the time to witness and search for the buds taking shape, the buds gestating in God's body, in Mary's body, in our bodies. Allow them to grow in the ways you never thought possible. Nurture the growth with whatever is needed. And know that this community of gardeners will be there to enflesh your buds and grow alongside Jesus, who is both garden and gardener. There's a song I want to play for you called Grow by Francis, and it's sung by one of the choirs that I was in in college. And listen for the theme of grow. Don't put your eyes down. You're not to blame. I know there are stories you can't explain. So if I should find you black and blue and aching from crying, I'll wait with you. Grow. Grow. Oh, so you know it all. Then it's gone. Grow. Grow. You know I'm here holding on. Tying up your loose ends and your drifting esteem. Grow. Grow. If you never try, you'll never know. Beloveds, we return to the beginning. The redemptive, life-giving darkness of the womb. Throw your arms and grow your heart out. Gestate buds of life. Grow buds of delight. When you feel like it's all in vain, remember the well-watered garden, our paradise and birthright. And with that hope, we can wait, begin to bud again, and grow. You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org/giving.